following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Studio A is where we're at. Episode number 438, about to happen uh, here on uh, this uh, production date. <laughs> October the 25th, actually. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a Tuesday, the day before it runs. It runs at radio-memphis.com. You can catch a live version of this uh, after Spud Goodman. Runs at midnight central time into Thursday morning. We should put it that way. There, there you go. I, uh, I was, uh, I was uh, discussing this uh, idea with a couple of friends of mine, and I have done this before. You know, when you're in this business, you're you're always trying to, you know, trying to take advantage of everything that's available to you as a producer or as a content creator or anything like that. Just kind of weird, but I guess that's what I am. Uh, call it like I see it, <laughs> as I do uh, a fair amount of. And one such thing that has come to mind is the idea of putting putting this show back on YouTube. There for a little while, there for a minute, this uh, this show was on YouTube. When was this? This was a long time ago, I'm afraid. <laughs> and I thought at that time when I was doing it, I, and I wasn't like I didn't have any illusions for it to be like some major thing. There's what, uh, the last time I did it was what, six years ago, I think? Yeah. And there's like, let's see, there's four, five, six, seven, eight episodes up there, I guess. Man, there's a shirt I don't even own anymore. That's a trip. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to episode, the last one I did was episode 130. So 300 and something episodes ago, <laughs> 300, 300 and what, 20 episodes ago is when, uh, is when, when it happened. Which is kind of a trip, but uh, but it looks like I'm going to uh, I'm going to try that again. It seems, it, it's weird because it, it does seem sort of weird to me that a podcast shows up on YouTube without the benefit of having like you know video aside from wow, there's ten subscribers, yay, hey guys. Um, but it just seems like it's just sort of odd that we would do that sort of thing. But but. No illusions here. It's not a matter of getting into that sweet YouTube money. That's a that's a that's a myth. I know that. I mean, <laughs> I know there's some to be made, and I don't know that we're going to get you know hundreds of thousands of views and that kind of thing. But nevertheless, um, just for the just for the sake of being able to produce it and put it on there. I mean, I'm I'm surrounded by cameras. I'm in this studio. There's a camera here. It's it's what it is. It's it's how it goes. And that's that's all well and good. So really, production wise, it's really not that big a deal. It'd be the almost the exact almost the exact same thing as the radio version, the audio version, the on demand version, as it would be on YouTube. The only difference is is that we'd strip out some of the music and all of that, and and just get straight to the point. You know, just go right on camera and say, "Hey, how's it going?" And take it from this show, and you know, cut the the promos and the spots out of it because I don't think that the clients that we use for this are going to be. You know, they haven't agreed to being on YouTube at all. And they, you know, the agencies that we work with, they might at least go, well, you know, you give us more bang for your buck on that whole thing. A lot of that's time sensitive stuff. So uh, probably not uh, the exact show. In fact, it'd probably be a hair shorter. 
would be the way the way I would look at it. And and I would put it because I know YouTube wants to make their money too. They got to pay for that, and that's fine. And they run ads, and I would allow them to run ads, and you know that that spot where I say here in a little bit we'll be right back, and blah blah blah. Then then we do, and be that as it is, um, we just dip to black. I could put a t- I think I can put a time cue in there to let uh, uh, Google or YouTube whomever to stick a buck in there and then move along. So there's that. That that's fine. So I don't know. We may give it a go here in a bit. Um, those of you that are that are listening. Um, you know, as you do the subscribers, thank you so much for all of that. Cause you know, we, we put out a lot of episodes and we do now that we're back into it. And we also put out, um, a, a lot of content for a, a fair number of people. It's no, it's no slouchy mess. I can tell you that right now. Um, I was, you know, kind of surprised by, uh, just how many, once you delve into it, how many people really kind of, you know, dig the show. And for that, I appreciate that. Thank you so very much. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of a, kind of a cool thing. Oh my hell, we've had downloads all week. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of slick. So on that, uh, it just makes sense that, you know, because you catch a different audience, and it's not like I'm asking you that are listening this way to head over to YouTube and, and, and look at it. Not that there's anything to look at, but, to, you know, that there's an audience there on YouTube that, I'm, that I don't want, you know, to miss out on by any means. So, you know, maybe there's a thing there, maybe there's not. I don't know. We'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. It's not happening this episode. It'll be a little bit later on. It's going to be basically the same thing. No music or anything like that added to any of this mess. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Wow. My uh, my downloads up 455% versus the previous 14 days. <laughs> wow. That's uh, right on. Okay, cool. Uh, 63,000. That's, well, you know, hey, we're, we're okay there. But, you know, why not? It's, you know, something to add to it. And if it doesn't, you know, create that much more work for me, then I'm, I'm, I'm so there, girlfriend. Well, we can, we can make that happen. We can, we can do a thing. So that's sort of the plan, but that's not what we're talking about in this episode. We're going to talk about some other lofty shit that seems to be happening out there in the world. And it's, is it a, it's a, it's an opinion. It's probably not a very popular opinion, depending on what side of the aisle you, you seat upon. But we'll get into it. We'll see. Uh, we'll you know give you a perspective. Uh, some of it maybe already shared. I don't know. We'll see. It's all of that. <laughs> well, you're being cryptic. It's the economy. Oh my God! I'm no economist, but I play one on the radio. We'll we'll get into it next right here from Radio Land. Don't run away. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between ten thousand to five million dollars in sixty seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as seventy-two hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5809. That's 800-559-5809. Again, 800-559-5809. Call now. A lot of talk in the news. We see it everywhere we turn. We're headed to a recession. We're heading into an economic downturn. Inflation 
It's expensive. We're spending more money on sandwiches than we used to, specifically on beer. Good Lord. And some things, man. Um, you know, you could go to, you know, a grocery store years ago and you could see, you know, hey, a uh, hundred bucks would get me, you know, what I needed for a while. And, and, and it was good. And then you spend that same hundred bucks now and it's like, man, what the hell? I'm missing like five bags. What the hell? Because, you know, it, things things got expensive in a post-pandemic world. What caused that? It certainly wasn't COVID, believe it or not. I have a working theory on this. Been working on this down in the basement, trying to make it all happen. The idea that inflation, which, I mean, that's what it is, in its truest sense of the term, everyday products went up in price. Wages did not really go up a whole heck of a lot, if hardly any at all. There are people who make $100,000 a year and they are living paycheck to paycheck. That's, that's, a, that's a thing. Um, it's, it's frightening. I, I totally understand that. We're the same way, minus the $100,000 a year. But, you know, we, we scrimp, we save, we, we make enough to, you know, pay the piper and move along. As everybody is doing. And we sit here like every other family and go, what's causing this? Why is this happening? What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? And we do. We make we make do. We you know, uh, my wife works very very hard at her job. Uh, I the same. She makes a substantially more money than I do. Um, I, you know, I'm carrying uh, a whole other business on 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 the back, and you know, we make enough to to keep the doors open. We've been very fortunate. We never got a PPP loan. We never got any of that stuff. Uh, we couldn't, quite frankly, um, because all the all the big fat rich cats got it all. It's a fact. That's just one of those things. And when uh, the current presidential administration announced that they were expanding the IRS and everybody got worked up about, not everybody, there was a number of people that got worked up. Oh, they're going to be armed and they're going to come here. Ah, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. The reason why they were increasing the amount of personnel at the Internal Revenue Service is that they needed to investigate the PPP loans, the personal paycheck protection loan. That's all that was. It was money given to you by the CARES Act that was passed through Congress during the previous administration. And now they're auditing They're auditing everybody who got one. That's what they're doing. <coughs> Not to telegraph any of the moves, but that's, that's what it is, right? If you were one of those people that got this money and you technically didn't need it, first of all, go fuck yourself. Seriously. You know, I was tired of hearing about the Los Angeles Lakers getting a personal protection loan, a paycheck protection loan. I, I didn't I didn't need that. I didn't need to hear that. Uh, the Catholic Church getting a no, 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 no. No, this is this, you know, this is money that we're all having to pay back. OK, but on top of all of this, as we come through this pandemic, shit got expensive. And the first thing that everybody said was, nobody wants to work anymore because they're getting all this free money. Uh-huh. No, that wasn't the case. I, I you know, no, no, I did. I got, I got the IRS thing like everybody else did, you know, was it 1200 a household, something like that? You know, that's, there was what, three of those. <laughs> I mean, come, come on. And, and you got these idiots in Congress and went, 
Well, that's a lot of money. Uh, you should be able to live six months on all the money we gave you, which was horseshit. Nobody, come on. These are people that are out of touch with any any type of reality. So there goes that argument. Now, the thing about people not wanting to work, that's that's another line because people realized they didn't want to work for the man. They were tired of corporate America. Having been there, have, most of you, maybe some of you still in it. A lot of you may not be in it anymore, doing your own thing, working the gig economy, which is a whole other circus, which I won't get into in this episode, maybe next time. The... The the notion that when we started, because of the lockdowns and we all started working from home, it became a little bit easier to deal with that because then, you know, you had, you had families that said, well, I can still work from home. I don't have to worry about child care. I don't have to worry about a lot of, I don't have to worry about transportation. I don't have to mix with the heathen. I don't have to deal with, you know, that, that dumbass William from accounting. I don't have to deal with any of that. I can work from home. And it worked. Most every other corporation out there thought it was a pretty cool deal. And then you, then you kept seeing these stories about uh, people, that uh, corporations and ma- ma- middle management and upper management going, you know, this is not a bad deal because uh, we don't have to be in such a big office. And, you know, uh, the productivity seems to be up because nobody had anything else to do. And they could work at their own pace and they could be where they wanted to be and everything was great. And then lo and behold, the, we start to see the light at the end of the pandemic you know, tunnel here. And I mean, and it was everybody started going back to the office. Because they were called back home. And then there were people who went, no, I'm not going back. I'm going to stay working from home. Hey, the work's getting done. Why should I have to be in your office? In fact, it's you're getting less done if I'm there. And then they said, well, we're just going to give you a pay cut. That was the thing. We're going to start issuing a 20 to 25% pay cut because you're not working from, at the office. You're going to work from home. Well, then there came, following that, this is all abridged, by the way, <laughs> that came a collective fuck you from the workforce. And there was this, you know, the great resignation, people trying to find uh, better jobs, getting away from the people that didn't care. You know, it was middle management that was dragged back into the office to justify their existence, taking their salary, sitting in their chair that's oddly shaped like the like their butt. And an upper management, that the, the guy that the middle manager has to answer to, what is he doing? He's working from home, if he's working at all. There was a lot of that. Still is. Still a lot of that going on. I have friends that still have been fortunate enough to work for companies that allowed them to continue working from home. And that is mighty special. It is. Because those companies didn't lose productivity. They stayed in business. These may have been companies that properly applied their PPP loans. Which most did not have to be paid back, by the way. So what what is the answer here? What's causing this? What why why has my shit suddenly gotten so expensive all of a sudden? What's what's the matter here? Well, we had a problem with shipping. Shipping became became a problem, part of the domino effect here. The shipping became a problem because fuel prices went up. You know, sticking stuff on a truck Getting uh, getting your uh, your product from manufacturer to market, you know, you you would contract a uh, truck driver type of service, and uh, you know, then you had you had to deal with that. And these drivers are losing their money because they're having to put that fuel in their trucks. 
So if the independent contractors were, they were getting boned, it was almost costing them money to do the job. So of course, what are they going to do? No, I ain't doing that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that at all. That's just the way that's going to have to be. So that snowball effect became a problem, and then shipping and getting product to market was was an issue. That's been a problem for most, excuse me, most grocery stores. Think about it. Most grocery stores were having to, like, stuff was vanishing from the shelves. And, and of course, the panic gets pushed. You know, the panic button gets pushed. Everybody's going, oh, my God. Oh, dear God, we're going into a... A breakdown of society. I can't get the, the brand of coffee I used to get. Oh, dear God. Oh, Jesus. And that all changed. It's slowly coming back. It really is. Fuel prices went down again. Well, of course, they go back up and then they go back down and they go back up. But product prices in a lot of places didn't come back down. You see, the nut of the whole thing is, as far as I'm concerned, is that when you talk when you mention the word recession and I'm not an economist all right as I said that at the beginning of the show I am not an economist but I'm a I'm a I'm a tax paying citizen like everybody else I'm someone who cracks the wallet open from time to time to buy certain things as you do canned goods coffee sugar stuff vegetables dinner you know that kind of thing survivability and everywhere you turn you hear in the in the alarmist end of the media which is most of the mainstream stuff i'll grant you that as there's this notion we have to scare the shit out of everybody and by doing so we say things like oh there's a recession coming oh first of the year we're headed into a downturn in the economy it's going to be pretty bad i'm to the point now that when that gets brought up, I kind of get a little queasy hearing about it. And why, why is that? I'll tell you why. The recession is only a recession when corporations start losing a lot of money too. And we ain't seeing that. Second and third quarter profits have been up this year, okay? That's April, May, and June. July, August, and September, and now we're in fourth quarter, which is October, November, December. We got a holiday season coming up. I, I don't see, no. We we got we're seeing companies posting record profits. Why is that? Why is it that the economy, if the if this really is a problem, causing a problem, and major corporations are still bending everybody else over the barrel? Two reasons: they can get away with it because. They are selling material at the price that the market can bear. That's how it goes. Eventually, that's going to get a little tight. Even if it's not happening already, it's like, well, I'm not paying for that. I'm not going to buy that product. Like, I'm not going to buy that jar of peanut butter anymore because it's too it's too stinking expensive. I'll wait till the price comes down. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Um. I know this is kind of a weird thing. This is a first world problem, but down in the studio, down at uh, at uh, uh, Studio B, at the radio station, we have a we have a we have a Keurig, right? I've had it for years, and we would buy the, co- the you buy the boxes of the K cups, and they're like what twelve in a box, and I got the lower end stuff. I didn't care because I'm dumping cream in it anyway. But 
four buck, four buck fifty cent. It's all great. It's all dandy. Just last week, I go into uh, to get you know what I usually get, and it's like the best buy version of it. It's like the not the appliance store, but the, there's a there's a uh, an off brand that's kind of a brand, but it's the lower end stuff. You get what you pay for. And like I said, it was like four and a quarter, four 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 fifty, whatever it was. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. I'll do it without the coffee before I spend eight bucks on 12K cups. That's just stupid. You should try the uh, Starbucks brand. You, no, shut They're worse. Stop it. <laughs> I'm a pretty economical cat when it comes to certain things. I like to have my creature comforts like everybody else does, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to bleed over it. That's just ridiculous. You, you can't you can't think of it like that. So, yeah, the, the something's going to break. Now, what will happen, more than likely, is enough Americans will stop buying a lot of this stuff, frankly, because it's too high. And then when that happens, you're going to hear, you're going to hear from economists and you're going to hear from market people and they're going to say, oh, we expected a big fourth quarter at the you know to wrap up the end of 2022 going into 23 with the first quarter there January February March and well the profits aren't exactly what we had forecasted they're still up don't don't you know okay but they they may have gone flat and if they start losing a little bit of money uh-huh if they start taking a few losses then 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 I could say hey there is a bit of a recession here okay but what happens then? Their profits slip. Then so do the prices. Because they're going to continue manufacturing all this product and selling it at whatever price that they were that they were getting for that. And then that price is going to start dropping because they're going to have a surplus of it. Now it's not going to be as valuable as it was. Or, or they cut production, which is going to be cutting jobs. You can't have that. Because already too many people that are in the workforce are saying, no, fuck you. I'm going to go somewhere else. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I'm not doing this. I, I hear that a lot. I see it almost everywhere I turn. Unless the company gives a rat's ass about its people and pays them something. They go, oh, well, you know, you're asking us to pay, pay for this and blah, 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 but... But it's cutting into our profits. Hey, dude, up in the ivory tower, the guy that owns the whole goddamn thing, back off. You're not going to have to fire a maid. Meanwhile, the rest of us are standing here going, you know what? You can sit here and call it inflation, and you can blame whoever you want to blame, an individual, a politician, an economist. You can blame whatever. It's, it's their own fault. I mean, let's call this what this really is. It's corporate greed. They got to get as much money as they can to weather the potential for a real inflation. I mean, a, a recession. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> That's the way it is. A real recession can be pretty costly. From what I have read so far, from from reasonable sources, okay, these are people that that are not alarmist, but they say, look, if if the United States goes into any type of recession for 2023, they're not expecting it to last much more than four to maybe six months. It happens. We've been through them before. We've all weathered them before, but this is different because the prices have gotten so ridiculous. 
are we in a crisis? No, I don't see that. There's you can get your basic necessities and you got the stuff the will the the, the the way to live. I was gonna say will to live, but the way to live. Or in some cases the will to live. I can't get my Jeff peanut butter, so I'm gonna have to just die. No. People are gonna spend a boatload of money on Halloween, on Thanksgiving, although you're not gonna get any turkey, apparently. Which I think it's another panic thing. Uh partly. <laughs> Uh, Christmas is coming. The holiday, the big holiday, the big high holiday. Oh, what's going to happen there? I don't know. I don't know. That could be the last hurrah for a lot of the major corporations that are going to sit there and, and say, well, we're just taking it on the chin. You know, Amazon ain't hurting. They ain't hurting. Netflix got most of its viewers back. People are still spending money. The pricing thing, I don't know. I don't know how much you willing to spend on certain things. Well, we just can't afford this. You have to, you know, households have to make the difficult decision to make difficult cuts. Sorry, Junior, we're just not going to get the Disney Channel anymore. But Dad, get a job, and that's just it. There's tons of jobs. If we were in truly a uh, a recession, depression situation, there wouldn't be that many jobs. Nobody would be hiring because too many places have cut back. That could happen. I'm not seeing it. I don't see that being a thing here. But, I mean, let's be honest. It is what it is. It's corporate greed. Every bit of it is pointing to that. And it's and it's especially active in things like automotive sales. Ford just posted major third quarter profit. Ford, new cars. Their EVs not selling as well as they wanted to, but that's I get that. That's still a very competitive and weird market. But Ford's still selling trucks. They're selling cars. They're selling stuff. On the backs of the corporate greed we have had to survive, and even after they after all these companies have been chastised about it. They still held on to that, and they still decided to put the screws to you and me and everybody we know. I mean, I hate to admit this, and this is an uncomfortable thing to say, and you'll you'll have to agree with this. Bernie Sanders was right. I'm not saying he should have been president, but, I, but what he said was that the top 1% will control, you know, the 95% of the money. I don't know if I have those numbers exactly right, but they're pretty close. They're absolutely very close. That's, I mean, we saw this coming a long time ago. And that's that's just it. I'll be damned if Walmart's going to cut their everyday low price, my butt. I mean, what are they comparing that to? You know? Neiman Marcus? Sure, Walmart's cheaper than Neiman Marcus. Amazon, sometimes their prices go up, sometimes they go down. Sure, there's there's some deals to be made over there because they have the infrastructure to pull it off and keep things a little cheaper. Don't get me started on eBay because that doesn't count. <laughs> that's old. That's old. That's between you and dude, not any major corporation. But their fees aren't going down any, are they? No, no, they're not. So what what do you do? What's the answer? What what you brought all this up, Rick? What's the way out? That I don't have that answer to, aside from perhaps what I just said, that you have to, you have to keep hammering 
you have to keep hammering home the notion that corporate greed is the single largest driving force behind everything that is happening in in uh, in your in your wallet that's what this is there's people spending money left and right out there there's some you know there's some people that are, are fortunately well off and you, and you may be one of them and if that is the case congratulations i'm glad i'm glad that it's going okay i'm not jealous of that at all i have no envy for that the rest of us have to work a little bit harder When you look back on the thing, like you, God, anybody who's ever worked in a high-end corporate type of environment will be able to understand how frustrating that truly can be. The way workers are treated, because you're bringing you're bringing home the you're bringing home the income for that company. You're just getting a small piece of that for your time. You know that, don't you? And there is no equitability in any any bit of this. It's a lot of money in. The man's got to have his cut. He's the one that hired you. I that I've always hated that that whole thing. Well, you know, you got you got to let the uh, you got to let the, the 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 companies they got to drive the whole thing because without them, then the little people wouldn't have a job. That's the most horseshit thing. Look, I anybody could get a job anywhere. Is it a great job? No. Would it maybe you know a port in the storm? Perhaps maybe depending on what it pays. You know, I I go to uh, I go to a grocery store here. Uh, a place that uh, whose name uh, rhymes with Kroger. And those people don't care, the people that work there. Why should they? They're not making that much money. The middle management types in there get bonuses for however they can cut their overhead. You know, they'll sit there and say, well, we put in, uh, we put in the automated shopping thing, you know, the self-checkout as a way to be more convenient to the, uh, the consumer. Bullshit. We all know that's a lie. I will grant you this about that. I used to hate them. I still sort of do. But as far as a convenience factor, yes. But did the price go down because I checked out on my own? No. What did they profit? One less employee that they had at that register. That's what they get. So they've got one hump now that's watching like, in some cases, like eight registers. You know, they're making sure you're not stealing shit. And it happens. But that they figured that into the cost. They knew there's going to be losses when it comes to that. And yes, during the during the pandemic when we needed to go shopping, I had no problem dealing at all with the self-checkout thing. No problem at all. And as the prices began to go up, then it became a larger problem because it's like, wait a minute, I feel like I'm working for you now. Shouldn't I get shouldn't you, to, to lure people in? We've talked about it here. To lure people to use those, shouldn't they, you know, cut you some percentage points off of it? You know, come on. Help us out here. You're increasing your profits, not, you know, you're decreasing your overhead, increasing your profits, and you're passing all of it on to the guy who's just going into the store for a bag of Doritos and maybe a six-pack. That, But I got to check it out on my own. A certain home improvement store that that that, uh, that its name reminds with Home Depot, <laughs> they don't have a register in that joint. Uh, not a manned register, let's put it that way. It's all self-checkout, every bit of it. And it and it's because there's so many people in there, they're doing it themselves. It slows down because there's a problem. And then you got you got the the guy that's over there who's in charge of overseeing those registers, and all of them are cratering at the same time, and they're having to stop and try and fix the problem. And meanwhile, you're standing there 
you know, with your dork in your hand trying to figure out, you know, how do, how do I fix this? And by the way, what's with this price, this, you know, this uh, this bait and switch shit on the shelf? It said eight. It said four bucks. But up here it says eight bucks. What the hell? You know, it's that kind of shit. And it, that, and it just hammers back to the point I've been trying to make back here at the beginning of this show that the light of, of uh, disparity here is shining back on the whole notion of corporate greed. It's what it is. It's what people are willing to put up with just so they don't ha- you know, if I if I see something and it scans at a different price and, and this oh, that grocery stores do the same damn thing. And you know, you don't get that deal like they're advertising and then you're going to go, "Ah, fuck it. I'm just going to leave because I don't want to sit here and deal with this any longer than I have to." Because when you look over your shoulder and you see that long line of people that goes all the way back to the produce department, of people just like you trying to get through this, and they're getting annoyed because you had a question about whether you should spend two bucks on an item or four bucks. Well, let me tell you something. Right now, that two bucks is something. That's a thing, man. That's money I can spend somewhere else to get some other things that I might need. That may be a couple of bucks toward a half a gallon of gas. I don't know. You know, it's it, it's that. And yes, we're all a little frustrated, but we all seem to be taking this, you know, fairly well. And it's like, eh, well, you know, what are you going to do? It's going to be, yeah, well, just go home and complain about it. And it'll be one of those things. No, no, it's not. And let me tell you something. And I don't know who all listens to this show. Um, if, if you are one of those people in an upper management of a major corporation, you're sick. You gotta, you gotta make sure that, that at the end of the game, you've got more money than, than you would ever need with, with, with this, by sacrificing the sanity and the physicality, that's a thing. The physicality of your employees. I, I see notes from people that get posted to various, uh, sites that I peruse, uh, micromanagement, you know, that God, how dare you people, how dare Dare you people do that? Treat treat your workers like human fucking beings. What if what if you were one of those people? The notion of the self-made millionaire. Uh, my friend Stephen and I were talking about this uh, the other night, and the the notion that Jeff Bezos is a self-made billionaire. Bullshit. He got like three million bucks from a family member to start Amazon. True story. Bill Gates is a self-made billionaire. Bullshit. He got some money from some family member. Elon Musk is a self-made... No, he's not. No, he he came here with money. And a little bit of sense and knew how to... You know, every one of these guys... Uh, Fred Smith over at FedEx here in Memphis. In Memphis, Tennessee. FedEx or FedEx, what you're going to call it. Hey, he started with like, you know, two and a half million bucks. And he was told when he got that money that he needed to invest it in the creation of a business and to provide jobs for people. He did. That story about him going gambling and you know he couldn't make payroll, so he gambled away his last $10,000 on a junket to Vegas so he could make his payroll. It's bullshit. It's all of it is bullshit. I know people like to tell that story, but first of all, yeah, okay, so he went. Second of all, it wasn't on his dime. It was on a, it was on one of his planes, one of his own planes he flew out there. 
and the story sounds good. It's like, oh, it's dedication. It's dedication. He's taking the payroll, what he didn't have, and he's trying to increase it by betting it on a roulette table. And making all that money back and made payroll. And after that, the business took off. What a sweet, romantic story. What a load of horseshit that is. Anybody who is worth their shit in business is not going to do something like that. I would dare not take money of a company that I own. Take that money and say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go to the dog track and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go to the ninth race and bet it on the number two dog. And we're going to, you know, our ship is in, baby. (coughs) No. I'd never do that. Nobody in their right mind would do that. And if they did do that, they're stupid. There, I said it. That's not that's not how we fly this airplane. And another goddamn thing. <laughs> All right, so I got on my soapbox for a little bit. But this is as controversial as some of the stuff is or what I, what I said may have been. This is all stuff that I hear from people all over. My neighbors, my friends, the people I work with, you know, my running buddies. Not that I have. Yes, I do have friends. It's all the same thing. We're all in this weird boat. And we're all trying to make it through. And thank God for the benevolence of others because it has it has come to be a point where it's a little, it's a little different. It is a little different now. Because we don't want to see any one of our friends go down and have a problem. We hate to see anybody that has lost a job because, well, we're having to downsize and all. There was a thing on our ballot about um, it's it's the right to work thing about uh, you know basically kicking the unions out. Uh, no, that's gonna be a no, dog. That's not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna amend any constitution. You're just making it more difficult for people to want to do the things that they that they need to do to protect themselves and their families for them to be able to put you know, a sandwich on their plate, put a dozen eggs in the fridge, maybe a gallon of milk, a can of beans, you know, whatever the case is. We're all t- trying to do the exact same thing. We're all just trying to survive. But in the meantime, we just, I, I don't know, maybe maybe it's me. I, I just feel like I'm being held hostage by corporate America. You know, that was, was that, was that thing a few years ago down in Texas? Who was it? Um, what's his name? Mittens, Mittens, Mitt Romney, Mittens Romney, who said, hey, corporations are people, too. And everybody's response is, we'll we'll believe that corporations are people when you execute one. They get all the benefits, they get all the protections, they get everything that they need so they could keep providing jobs for you to be paid less than right now the poverty level. Because of how expensive things have become. And that's sad. And that's difficult. And it's hard to um, it's hard to focus on that on that on that prize. It's hard to understand exactly how you fit into this soul sort of thing. Because of what? Because what are we doing? Running on that giant treadmill, you know? You know, before the uh, before things got totally out of control and things got, you know, and I still sort of feel this way. I I had decided that I needed to, uh, I needed to back off a little bit, you know, I needed to, um, slow down. Let's not, let's not be so ahead of ourselves. I needed to take a moment to do things like smell the flowers, you know, 
spend some time with uh with my family, you know, with my wife, with the with the dog and those two other assholes, those cats that live here. And all of that. Now that's kind of important too. Being able to, you know, do things like uh uh have some common ground where I don't feel like I'm having to turn around every five minutes and then having to bail, having to go somewhere. And it's helped, you know, at least psychologically speaking, it's it's just fantastic. Uh, is it um, is it an ideal situation? Of course not, because both of us are working so hard here. Just like, and, and I'm not saying that we're any anything different from anybody else. I just I wanted to try and find a, a little bit more of a in a be in a position where I can slow down. And and I have, and I've been I've been working a lot more at home, which is you know it's fine. It works out. So you know that's certainly not a bad thing. That's what you have to do. And when you do that and you, you know, you breathe for a minute, that's not a bad thing either. Take a minute, breathe. Don't sweat it so much because it can always, it can always be worse. And that's the, that's the thing you just sit there, you know, look, I totally understand people that sit there and they look at things like, and they hear stories like, okay, here's a good example. Um, the cost of heating your home this winter is going to is going to go up by a third. You know, that's 30%. That's a lot, dude. We just went through that toward the tail end of summer and the ridiculous heat wave we had. And whatever reason that is, look, the utility company ain't going to go broke. I mean, come on. They're making money. They're just not updating their shit. They're still making money. Well, it's the cost of coal. It's the cost of blah, 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 blah and oil. And, oil, blah, 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 blah. and it's just it just becomes this noise and then the guy it's all these all these hippies wanting green energy and all this cost and everything more they're just looking for an excuse to raise the rate is part of it and i understand there is a there's a physical cost and delivery of natural gas and all of that i totally understand that but it seems a little excessive i mean i'm already hearing commercials from our local utility company that says hey this winter you know if you keep your house at a comfortable 62 degrees your bill won't be that high 62 Jesus Christ. I've got my I got an automatic thermostat like everybody else does, and I keep it at 65 in the winter. Alright, I don't mind putting on a hoodie or a sweater and putting some socks on that kind of I don't mind that. But goddamn, it's gone to the days when like a friend a friend of my wife goes, Oh dude, you know, I set my thermostat at 72 degrees. 72 in the summer and 72 in the winter. I'm like, wow. And she goes, Maybe we could do that. And I said, Yeah, maybe dude could pay our bill too. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, man. In my eyes, I you know, you should see the bills. They're not cheap. But there are people, and you may be some of them. Some of you listeners that maybe that are, that are, that sit there at the table with their bills, and you're going through your phone and you're doing your auto pay thing, or you're doing this, and you're and you're going, God damn, phones got really expensive, and entertainment. I mean, God, Netflix, you know, Hulu, Disney, all of that shit. How much do we have for groceries? You know, maybe we'll maybe we will all be going back to fish sticks. <laughs> I don't know. And there are people, I'm one of them, from time to time, where I lay down at night in the bed and I worry about how certain things are going to be dealt with. Things do take care of themselves, maybe not always the way you want them to be, but, you know, 
we're all we're we're just afraid to admit it right now. I think we're afraid to admit that we're a little we're a little spooked by this. The whole fact that Russia invaded Ukraine somehow is affecting the price of a loaf of bread. Now, I don't understand that at all. You know, I really don't. It's like an excuse. It's like, up, oh, the wind's shifting. It's coming out of the south. Oh, that means gas is going up in price. What's the point? Like the bank that I used to use that I felt like I had to pay a fee when I wore a blue shirt, you know? Now I see you're, uh, you're wearing your blue shirt today, Mr. Cheddar. And, uh, oh, why, look, uh, well, that's a pair of Reeboks you're wearing. Well, I, we're just going to cost you another uh, $5 for coming in to see us today. What the, you know, that's what it felt like. Didn't see them tightening the belt much, did we? Any of these corporations, are they, are, they, are they hurting? No, no, they're not hurting. Is the rest of America a little frightened? Yeah, you're damn right they are. We all are. And what are we going to do? Hope for the best. What can you do? Hey, how about your thoughts and prayers? How's that working out? Just a notion, just a thought, I guess. I don't know. We're keeping the faith here, my friends. We're going to keep the home fires burning as much as we can, and we're going to be talking and having some fun as we continue to do, and now maybe moving it over to the YouTube. We'll see. So, yeah, I didn't mean this to be a bummer, and I don't expect it to be a bummer, but, you know, if I can get one one of the people that are listening, one of the 62.5 thousand people that are listening to this to just think for a moment, just think and see how everything's going to be. Maybe stand up, put your foot down against the man, tell him to shove it. Go. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't have those answers. But don't be afraid to reach out to anybody for a little bit of help, you know. If you've got family, great. You know, you got, you got family that will, that will help take care of you. God help us. We're all, God, we're all at one emergency room trip away from total bankruptcy. You know that? God, what a shitty way to live. That's with insurance too. That's a whole nother thing. God damn it. Perhaps, perhaps one of these days I'll sit here and we'll have a long conversation about how you're getting effed at the hospital by your insurance company. Oh, yeah, I, know I know that's a sore spot. There's people that go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, you're talking about, that's why I've got this eight to five job so I can, uh, you know, afford the insurance. Uh-huh. And after insurance, your bill was how much again? You know, 20 grand? Yeah, have you got that laying around the couch cushions? Because if you do, I'm coming over to your house, bitch. Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to the Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. Streaming entertainment, television, all that fun stuff. You know, the stuff you know, Netflix. Boy, it's like doom scrolling, isn't it? Everything's just sad. Between Tomer and Blonde. I could, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't get through all of Blonde. I, the wife and I both were like, this is just too freaking sad. Um, I had to bail on it. There was questions about how valid it was. Well, ah, whatever. But boy, howdy. 
content has gotten a little little on the depressing side. It, it almost as depressing as the bill. That's kind of a thing. It's odd to think of it that way because we're in the midst of the streaming wars. Yeah, how's that all going to shake out? There's you, you, hell you got you, you got uh, Paramount that can't find a friend with anybody in the biz. Well, what's going to happen with all that? Well, we'll have to see as 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 as, as our entertainment tastes change. Well, thank God there's YouTube. For whatever good that is. <laughs> good luck finding something to watch. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program as we uh, sit down and, uh, I don't know, vent our spleens together, I suppose. I don't mean to sit here and become uh, a naysayer. Um, I'm not. I'm just pointing out things that are that we're all dealing with, and that and that I know is frustrating. And you know, we just spent what roughly 45 minutes uh, talking about the things that are going on in this world that make things a little more complicated. And we're all trying to fight this same fight. And and then on top of that, you got some you know heated debate. You got discussion. You got anger. You got you know fear. You got all of that stuff that's happening, man. I'm all stocked up on that. We need we need some happier stuff. And that's kind of what we're doing. I'd like to think, you know, with the morning show, Radio Memphis in the morning, weekdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central. There's a plug. There's there's this notion here that we're trying to, you know, at least bring a little levity to everything that's happening. I mean, Jesus Christ, since twenty early twenty January first, twenty twenty, the past two years have been a little much. They, they've been, uh, for some, the past six years have been a little much, and I get it. And uh, if we can find a, you know, a little levity in the midst, that's, you know, that's kind of what we're going to do. But every once in a while, it's okay to sit down and, and have an honest discussion about some of the things that we see that's going around us, hence this whole economy thing. I called it the way I see it. I, you know, I make no apologies about that, even if you are one of those corporate humps that is, you know, sitting bound and determined to go, well, it's uh, it's about our profits for the corporation because if it's not, then uh, we can't uh, be there to make the useless shit that you need to buy. Whatever. You know, come on. We're all resourceful people. That's that's kind of the thing. Human beings are pretty resourceful when it comes to, you know, trying to get by and get through. You know, hey, uh, another quick note on the economy. Jobs are up, you know. Uh, a lot of people have jobs. You, it's kind of hard to say that the economy is is messed up. What well, it is, but everybody's working. Everybody's making something. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's doing its thing. It's just that the prices shit went way up, and there's no reason for it. There's none whatsoever. We're, we're we've solved a lot of those problems. There's still some problems out there, but not huge. Not enough to get through this. You know, can. Re- we gotta gotta have those projected, you know, points that you gotta hit. You know, this as a, as a friend of mine refers to this, our post-capitalist society, for whatever that may entail. That's a whole other animal. But you know, hey, come on, we'll be fine. We'll get through this. It's like everything else. Things will. It, the problem is, is that humans, we we all are resistant to any type of change. I mean, let's be honest, we all are. I like it when it was this way. I liked it when I could get this for that. Uh huh. Ever tried to buy a used car here of late? That's a <laughs> that's a thing. They're commanding those prices because that's what the market will bear. There's people that are desperate enough that will spend that kind of money. They'll go into debt for the rest of their lives just so they can have a decent ride to ride around in. 
and to put really expensive gas into. I don't know. Like I said earlier, I don't have the answers to this, but, you know, if we can get a little bit of thought here, maybe, maybe we'll come up with something. I don't know. I'm all for sticking it to the man, though. This whole quiet quitting notion, I'm I'm for this. I I am for this, and you should be, too. You know what? You know, real quickly, quiet quitting is the notion that you are hired to do a job you go to that job, you do it, you know, your 40-hour work week, and you do nothing more than that job. You don't take on extra stuff. You're just helping the guy out. You're not getting anything for that. Quiet quitting is, I'm you paid me to do A, B, and C. That's what I'm going to do, A, B, and C. I'm not doing D, E, and F as well. No, no, sir. Hey, listen, uh... Bobby just quit, and uh, we need you to take on his workload. And uh, I'm sorry, we can't pay anything extra for it. And if you don't do it, you're you're going to be fired. Oh yeah, sure. You're going to short staff yourself any further? Okay, that's a bluff. Don't fall into that trap. Seriously, don't stand your ground. Be a, be a realist. Be a humanist. You know, do what's right by you. Be honest. Don't be a don't be a douche about it. But you know. Don't give the man any more than what he's, he's not giving you any more. You know, it's like that whole notion of, well, you got to give a two-week notice if you're going to leave. Well, why? Because they don't give me a two-week notice when I'm gone. They just say, uh, sorry, Mr. Cheddar, but uh, we're making some changes and you're the odd guy out. That 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 line actually happened to me. <laughs> that, that, that phrase was actually uttered to me. You know, things are just not working out and we're just, I'm sorry, but... Uh, uh, your your position has been eliminated. And the dude in Human Resources that was in that meeting, he goes, but I've got some good news. What, I just saved a bunch of money on my car insurance? Probably so, because I won't be able to afford to drive it now, thanks. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. Hold your head up. It's going to be fine. We're going to get through all of this some way, somehow, somewhere. And keep you know, keep listening to this because you know we're going to continue talking about that kind of stuff, and uh, you know we'll we'll be as, uh, as with as much levity as possible. I know with all the shit, the 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 horrid news that happens in the world, it's kind of hard to find those bright spots. But I can tell you, in the morning show over at Radio Memphis, we do talk about a lot of it's a lot of silly and a lot of stupid stuff. But that's what makes it work, and we can all laugh at somebody else. <laughs> that's fine, right? You know. Hang tight. It's all going to be fine. And until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. <laughs>